Hi filmmakers, Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. I'm talking to you from sunny Southern California, and I'd like to welcome you to the show. Today I want to talk to you about pitching filmmaking to investors. Have you ever wondered how filmmakers raise money for their movie business? A few years back, I set up a meeting with a very successful businessman, and I met this gentleman back in 2004. And my goal was to pitch him on my current business idea. And I want to share with you today exactly how I did it. So here's the steps for pitching filmmaking to investors. Um, step number one, I emailed uh, my prospect and I asked for a meeting to discuss, in quotes, an interesting business idea. Number two, I got a response. We scheduled the meeting. Number three, prior to the meeting, I worked like crazy to refine my PowerPoint presentation. PowerPoint followed a standard business plan outline. If you're not sure what that is, do some research online. But once complete, what I ended up doing was I acted out the presentation about a dozen times so that I could get it down pat. And I also visualized how the meeting would go. And while we're talking about some of these things, I also created and answered sample questions. Um, as a complete side note, I spent a lot of time in my car talking to myself um, prior to going to a meeting. I always pre-visualized the meeting. I always acted out of my car. Um, and frankly, you know, without fail, at least 90% of the time, some of the things that I discuss with myself in the car come out in the meeting. But they come out in the meeting as if I, you know just thought of it right then and there, but in fact, I was already ready to go. So it's very interesting, the pre-visualization. Um, number four, on the morning of the meeting, I dressed to impress. And on my car on the drive there, like I was telling you, um, I rehearsed the meeting one last time. You know, the other thing that you might want to do too is get a prepared printed copy of the presentation and create a plan B just in case either your computer or the projector at the meeting may malfunction. And this allows you to, for step number five, when you get to the meeting, um, you're gonna request, like maybe if they have a staff, they might have an IT person, and you need somebody to help you set up the projector. And that's what I did. And then I flipped through each slide, once the projector was set up, to make sure everything worked perfectly. Step number six, when the decision maker arrived, my prospect, my prospective investor, I gave him a firm handshake, we exchanged some friendly chit chat, and I asked a lot of questions about his current business. Now as an entrepreneurial filmmaker, you gotta always consider your audience. So if your prospective investor manufactures widgets, you should know a lot about your prospective investor's business and then find ways that your movie project could perhaps complement his or her business. So this is called bending your pitch so that your project benefits the core business of, of the investor. Number seven, once all this stuff was behind me, I began the PowerPoint. I presented each slide as rehearsed with a lot of enthusiasm. Number eight, after the presentation, the prospective investor had a bunch of questions. If you get questions from your prospective investor, he or she is interested. If there are no questions, your prospective investor is not at all interested and they're just being polite. So here's some of the questions that I was asked. How am I gonna project, um, or how is this movie project, how is it gonna garner ROI? Uh, that stands for return on investment. How long will it take for the investor to get their money back? 
what multiple will this investment potentially return? Now, here's the thing. If your business idea cannot garner a higher return than a savings account or investing in real estate or investing in the stock market, then that prospective investor is going to wonder why they should even do business in the first place. There's something called an opportunity cost. If you take advantage of one opportunity, you really can't take advantage of another opportunity of you know, equal or greater value because you're busy working on another opportunity. So it's an opportunity uh, um, cost. So you know, the slides and the presentation provides the basic interview, but it's the questions, it's the conversation, it's building trust that's going to help you get to that close. And number 10, you know, there were some things that came up in the conversation I didn't quite know how to answer. So I said, I'll get back to you with more details and provide, you know, a copy of the business plan when I can. And the thing here is, like, you're going to be in meetings a lot of times where people are going to ask you things and you're not going to know the answer. The worst thing you can do with a smart entrepreneur, prospective investor, is try to pull something out of thin air and just guess. That immediately shows that you don't quite have integrity um, that you're not focused, that you're not prepared, and nobody wants to go into business with somebody that's a little bit uh, flaky. So if there's something that comes up and you don't know, just say, you know what, uh, that's one of those questions that, that um, I'm not quite sure how to answer right now. Let me, let me get back to you. Let me go talk to somebody. You know, And sometimes you can be like, well, let me go talk to my people or let me go talk to my guy or let me go talk to my accountant. I'll get back to you in a little bit. You know, so... And, so, and you might be asking yourself, why wouldn't you just take your entire business plan in the meeting? Well, we're talking about a long-term business relationship. That's the primary goal. You want to create a long-term business relationship with your investor, um, and you're going to be utilizing other people's money to get your projects off the ground. So what you want to do on the first meeting, in my opinion, other people might have different styles, but I like to use the first meeting to gauge the level of interest with the prospect and see if we can build rapport, see if we like each other, see if we could get into business with each other, and also try to gauge whether or not some, you know, if something went south, uh, what kind of temperament does your prospective investor have? Are they going to be the yelling and screaming and you know, threatening lawsuit type? Or are they going to be like nice and just get it because you have a good working relationship and a lot of respect for each other? So you want to find out all that stuff. You want to look for red flags. Um, and then above and beyond, if you know it's your first meeting, you want your prospective investor you know, to be interested and you want to keep them wanting more. So there's a lot of stuff um, you know, that goes into this and you can address most of the points that don't come up in the meeting in the actual business plan. And having the business plan um, as a second meeting gives you an excuse to get a second meeting, right? And you could go ahead and plan that second meeting right now at the first meeting, um, uh, presumably with the investor's assistant. And the other cool thing you can do too is you can ask the prospective investor like, hey, I'm gonna go back and put the business plan together, I'm gonna get it back to you next week, but in the meantime, do you know anybody else who might be interested in this type of project, right? Now, I wanna be very clear, I'm not a legal, I'm not a tax, I'm not a financial advisor, I'm not qualified to give you any of that advice. So what I'm doing right now is speaking solely about networking, how to use your network um, to go meet with uh, prospective investors, but you wanna go talk with those uh, qualified legal professionals first so that you can get all the necessary paperwork. Um, the other thing too, while, while we're talking about this, if you go out and pitch investors and you hear the word no, 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 you know, 
that's actually a good thing because as as we say in the world of motion pictures um you got to collect as many no's as you possibly can because one more no is one no closer to yes one no is closer to yes and everybody knows everybody so make sure you know <laughs> you keep everything intact um you may or may not know this, but uh, a while back I, I put together, I, well, I got together with a guy named Tom Malloy. Tom's raised over $25 million uh, uh, from investors to make his own movie projects over the years. And him and I got together and created something called the Film Finance Guide. And you may want to check that out. It's training on how to um, raise money for your movies. And you can check it out at filmfinanceguide.com. Well, once again, this is Jason Brubaker of Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, um, keep listening. Tell your friends. I love it when people listen. I love it when I hear uh, feedback or get your emails. And, of course, you can always email me, jason at filmmakingstuff.com. Talk to you soon.